Introspect, take a sec, take a sec, watch your step, where you step, when you step, falling free through the sky, feel the breeze, feel the eye, all your fears, let them die, energy never flies, introspect, take a sec, take a second, let your Evidently, it's elementary, they want us all gone eventually Trooping out of state for a plate, knowledge If coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars Imagine everybody flashing, fashion, designer clothes lacing your Alright, give it to me, Brian, what song, what song would you see Jay play? Against this No, he's This song, Ether, and maybe like two or three more He would have to concede uh-huh. Because it's it's pretty common that people say Nas has what like six, seven like classic songs. Like you would be like, these are the songs that stand stand alone, stand at the top of his catalog. Not classic album, just classic song. Okay. Everybody has has those songs that's just like, yo, this is iconic for their career. Like J. Cole, what would be his iconic songs? Mm. J. Cole would be Tale of Two Cities. I think Born Center. But yeah, Born Center for sure. Born Center. Tale of Two Cities. Um, Friday Night Lights. That yeah. that depends on on if people start listening to him when he was do, coming out with the warm up for Friday Night Lights. If they weren't, then people might not consider it a, I, I don't a, a think classic I, song. I, I call him at the tail end of after the warm up, though. But everybody has a handful. So Ju- so Nas has like maybe undeniably three. Most Only people say most people say about six. My okay. question is. When Juicy J plays a zip in a double cup. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, <laughs> Juicy J. I really can't believe you on the Juicy J uh, train like this, man. You'll be surprised how many people are. Juicy J. See, his top songs are stuff he written. He is Sega really coming out with a Dreamcast too? Don't deflect they this are? conversation. They are? Don't derail this conversation. This is a conversation that needs to be had. What? Dreamcast 2? How do you play the Fuji's and stuff? <laughs> Hold on, this. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Um, I don't know. It's just like, for nostalgia's sake, Juicy J. Arcade games don't keep people's attention like that no more. People uh, like either a campaign or a shooter. Wait, which. <laughs> Let me see. Bounce it? No. <laughs> Go to the uh, let me see neighbor bands album. So this one he this one he gonna win. First of all, what is Nas playing to combat this song? Disappoint. What is what is Nas playing to combat this song? Look, look, Juicy J starts. No, no, no. Juicy J starts the verses with bands and make her dance. What is everybody in the comments gonna be doing? What are they gonna be doing? What tone did Juicy J just set? Hey. What? No, no, no! What tone did Juicy J just set by starting off with this? I'm not knocking that. I'm saying, when it comes to a, an actual record, that's a good record. It, a whack record can make the crowd go. We and know this. This ain't a rock. We, this ain't we a whack this. record. I'm not. No, I'm not saying it's not. But I'm saying, in totality of all of his catalog, 
We're not just gonna sit here and say that he goes toe to toe with Nas like that. We're just not gonna do that. That's not the conversation we're having. We're saying in a versus <laughs> this, battle, this record. which is twenty. What is Nas? All right, Juicy J starts off the verses with Bands Maker Death. Okay. What is everybody in the comments doing? Where is everybody? Imagine if they got bands going. Imagine if they got bands. Mariah Mills. Gary Hilson. Are you bring her up all the time? <laughs> Carrie Washington. <laughs> Tabitha Brown. Tamala Mann. Tamala Mann. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> what are they doing when they hit it? Tamala Mann. <laughs> so everybody's already high energy. They like, hey, they oh, going back God. to their ignorant days. No. And then what? Nas is going to be like, oh, okay. Let me play uh, if I ruled the world, which Lauren, which Lauren Hill killed, by the way. But anyway, he's gonna play that. How does everybody's mood go from hey, a band's making this to like, okay, complete mood change? You think that works in your favor? You really think that's gonna work in his favor? He might to completely kill the mood like that. He might go with this. You're gonna waste ether on this one. I'm not listen. I'm not saying that song Yo. is a bad, a bad record. I'm saying as far as if you respond to this with Ether, you gonna waste Ether this early. Knowing that Ether is an automatic, oh, automatic winner. I got other hits though. All right, go play them. Let me see. Here we go. Ether's a track that wins no matter what. Because Juicy, as far as I know, doesn't have those distracts. And keep in mind, this is this is just simply Juicy J. Right, you gotta include the three six mafia catalog too. True. And when you include the three six mafia catalog, now you get real ignorant. Now you get real southern ignorant. So how many wins does he, how many how many wins are you saying Juice J has against Nas? Are we all the, oh. He's winning the verses. <laughs> Yo, Osan, please tell your <laughs> thirteen. Carry on, guys. Carry on. <laughs> no way is Juicy J losing the versus battle to Nas. And shout out to, to the music connoisseur out there. Shout out to James Cole, by the way. Look, it, it, it would. Why do you think? Here's a, here's a good debate. So, Nas's class is Jay Z M. Who else? Who else is in that class that you say? The Titans, right there. And Nas, when he came in, Nas is like Nas is where his career stands. It's in the accolades of M J. Mm. Pretty sure there's a couple more Jay. that you can put up there with him in that class. Big. So that's where he well, goes. We just named like all East Coast, but, but Juicy calls out Nas. Why? What is the difference? What is the difference that Nas has compared to the others? Like I'm not, I'm not out here trying to disrespect Nas. You know, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Jersey, New York cat. All respect the, to the OG Nas. The catalog. But Nas's catalog in regards to Eminem, who has longevity, who has more re- relevance. M. If you would attempt, yeah, M. Nas sure. versus Jay Z. Jay Z. Nas versus well, I, I'm not gonna put him up against Biggie. But Nas versus Jay-Z, Nas versus M, longevity. Nas doesn't have that. To this day, what do people only recognize Nas for? The hits. Elmatic. Okay. 25-year anniversary. That's, he's come out with recent stuff since then. True. Nobody cares. True. They only look at Elmatic. And he himself has commented on that. He doesn't want to just be remembered for that one album. But then when you bring up in the conversation of Juicy J, 
That's so, weird. So you're telling me that Nas is just going to play the whole Illmatic album? I, it, because to me, to me, to me, yes. <laughs> Damn. Yes, imagine an artist hopping on verses to entertain the people. He just plays one album. But I'm not seeing Juicy J. Juicy J. Getting 13 wins or 13. Uh, he getting 13. Man, start this pod. He's getting 13. <laughs> start. The- some, you lose. Some. Abe over here tripping. Nas loses in this situation. Another day. Year episode 16, 16 it is, season two. Welcome. Thank you guys so much for joining us again on this lovely Friday. I'm your host, Cecil, coming to you live through Apple. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, thank you guys so much. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys so much. Please subscribe to us. I'm with my boys. Osan is here. Abraham is here. Britton is here. Thank you guys again, again, again for... The listenership. Uh, shout out to, yeah, the people still working on the front lines in the hospital. Shout out to what sports is back. Uh, who else? Chefs, you know, including Chef Boyardee. Hey man, Chef Boyardee, you gotta hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Because Aunt Jemima left the building. Oh no, she's listen. Been, she's been retired. She's she's Uncle uh, Ben is on his way Uncle out. Ben, he retired too. They about to retire Uncle Ben too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, shout out to all the all the shifts and changes, all the recipes that are changing because the ingredients are being lost to racial uh, discussions. So. Adobo. <laughs> Adobo. Damn. Goya. I still Goya. Go by. Goya. I still that got hurt. my a container of Goya Adobo. I'm like, look. That hurt. You I'm better not going out. to throw it out. You better forget that homemade recipe. <sighs> but make it make it yourself. I may not purchase more once this runs out. Or fortunately for me, or unfortunately, you can cut that out. So you still got it. And see, so <laughs> <laughs> I may have somewhat of a full bottle, so it's gonna be a while. Let you say. So wait, he said I so allegedly I am got going a bottle to in the cabinet. It. I may or may not. I may no, use I it. I acknowledge that I have it, and I acknowledge that I will use it. It's the question of whether that means I will stop purchasing future products. That's still up in there. For now, I'll just play it like, let me use this one up. Fortunately, it happens to be a near full bottle, so it's going to be a while. You rationing. That's what you're doing. Yeah, you're rationing. Rationalizing. No, shoot. You know when it comes to the ingredients, no, he's literally going to ration out the that hand bottle. doesn't stop until the ancestors <laughs> say stop. stop. That's it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that is enough. That is enough. What is so, this already? Hey, funny, hey, too funny, hey, Y'all saw, y'all saw. I put it in one of the group chats the other day, a couple of days ago. I made some, 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 you know, homemade fried rice, and someone asked oh, yeah, me yeah, yeah, for yeah. my recipe, and I was like, yeah, "Don't do that." Uh, I have a friend. I have a best friend actually that. You ask them about their stir fry rice, and they're like, "I'm not telling you." I'm like, "Yo, no, no, no!" I gave them the ingredients, Bro, but no, as I was thinking about is, is like seasoning, I can't give you measurements. Yeah. Like we don't, I wait, don't wait. measure stuff. <laughs> you just it's when <laughs> it's good. when your spiritual that's ancestors good. from with that with five generations past tell you whispering your ear. It's enough. Yeah, that's enough. It's enough. It's fine, son. That's enough. It's okay. When when, you, when, you, when you cranking that that it's salt, complete. you just yeah. Yeah, nah, we keep going. Like they said, like two tablespoons of salt. I'm it's like, look, I don't know how is much that, to that is. Start? Just or is that be. to? And be like, yo, that's a lot of salt. It's not enough. <laughs> yo, <laughs> I'm sitting there with the soy sauce like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah. So the red pepper flakes. We just add a little bit. I'm like, 
I don't know. Just nah, put it I'm in. I'm lucky be opening unscrewing it because those holes aren't big enough for the red pepper flakes. And I'm like, nah, right. yeah, I, this is unacceptable. Just, I need so the heat. So I just open the bottom yeah. like, all right, yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, not enough, not enough. I need to be able to be like, when I look it's at it, feel. like, yeah, he threw red pepper flakes in there. Yeah. I can tell he threw red. I don't know, he, like, mm, you know, I got to shift around the you, food a little bit. No. I'll be watching these cooking shows, some of these baking shows, and you know they they require them to and you know put certain ingredients in. And so I'm watching these bakers explain what we've prepared for you today is an orange <laughs> truffle is an orange <laughs> truffle cupcake with a oh, dark God. licorice liqueur. And so the judges take a bite and go, "Oh, this is good. This is good," but I don't taste any of the. The liqueur in there. I don't taste any wow. of the licorice root in there. Because their ancestors told them <laughs> I we don't taste, add that much seasoning. It. That's it. Yeah. You don't even you don't even need to wash the chicken. Just throw it in there. <laughs> what is salt and pepper? We don't do that. <laughs> or no, the best one was that uh, that rice cooking video I sent you. Oh, uh, have you seen that, that joint? Yeah. What hey, is that? Yeah. Hey, I gotta pull it up now. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Cause I seen that joint and dude I, had me. I said that to Abe and Abe, <clears throat> he was genuinely offended. Abe wanted to fight me. I, he legit wanted to fight me. And I, it, you know what? It was on the same day I was oh, making fried is. rice Wait, too. On. That was the cold part. Oh, do I got it? Uh, so wet. So Drain wet. it. Drain. Drain. What's she doing? What's it doing? Drain the r- oh my god! Woman, hiya! Drain the r- she the rice. She draining rice with colander. Hi, how can you drain rice with colander? This is not pasta. I never seen anyone drain rice. If your rice too wet, you fucked up. Don't bring colander into your rice cooking. Hiya, get a nice rice cooker. Don't mess with saucepan like this lady here. Don't mess with colander. If your rice too wet, you recook the rice. No way to save wet rice. Has quite a lot of starch in it, which will make it- What the hell? What the hell? I'm so upset. I put my leg down from chair. Why are you running water through? <laughs> you ruining the rice first. You use colander to dry the rice, and then you put water. Then why bother drying the rice? You rice like this. How did this woman get on BBC oh, Food? You never ask Uncle wait. Roger. Uncle Roger, teach master. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I can't breathe. How did she get on BBC? BBC. It was BBC at this food. point BBC that I food. went from like being furious to just laughing. Oh, oh, like, like, yeah, like when she pulled that colander out it? to drain the rice. You he said what? Yo, rice too wet. I gotta play the rest. I do. I gotta play the rest. Hold on. Wait. Making rice, but this woman calling the, on the rice, then water through the rice. This is oh, <laughs> and, oh. Uncle Roger, sad now. <laughs> oh God. Me now, and then just add your garlic and ginger. Garlic, ginger. Okay. Classic, classic Asian seasoning. Okay. This no. one. Okay. And nope. then you want to put all the other ingredients in. Rice. Oh, the sad, gloopy rice that ran through colander. The egg. <laughs> spring onions. And okay, peas. Okay. And then you just want to stir it all together and cook it through. Mm. 
This look okay, but look too healthy. Wear your MSG. You don't use MSG. How to make good egg fried rice? This is just white people egg fried rice. MSG is the the king of flavor. If you sad in life, use MSG. If you happy in life, use MSG. Put MSG. Use MSG. The one where everybody's like, yo, we don't use MSG. The crazy part is, there's nothing wrong with MSG. We've been lied to for years. There was a distinct difference when they stopped using MSG. You could tell you were just like, mm. Mm, this ain't it. That ain't it, Yo. Chief. I I think I think that's probably why I made fried rice that night was be, was because of her pitiful. Yeah. Tent. See, I think in her mind she decided, and I can't believe I'm rationalizing this. I, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know why. The wedding was because when to cook it. If it's dry, it's going to burn. Well, so by it, you're going to cook out the moisture. Still stupid as hell. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because think about it. She didn't even wash the rice. Okay? No. no. Not, she she washed it after she after dried it. You wash it before. before. You're supposed to wash before. So, ladies and gentlemen, look, you wash rice before Here's the thing. So... I haven't mastered cooking rice in a pot like my parents have. Oh, I, I have. haven't. I haven't mastered it. Oh, I have. I use a rice cooker. I, I am not ashamed to admit that. Now, here's the problem with people use rice cookers that I realize they don't wash the rice. Still, I do. I was like, "Are you yeah. crazy?" I, I I get that I rice cooker. I will put the rice in. All right, I use my hands. You, you know, get in there it, till it's not cloudy. Rinse. Yeah, rinse. I'm like, yo. Sometimes I got to do it five times. Seriously, I will do it, yeah. and then. I put it in the rice cooker and I said, "All right, peace. I'll be back later." When I when when I see that light changes, I'll be back. <laughs> so it's just colander. She, she <laughs> drained it like it was pasta, and then decided that's yeah. the time to wash it. Like, all right, now we need yeah. to wash the starch. But then she washed, even though he said, "Okay, the rice was like it's okay to dump it in the pot on the pan," because she he was he. The moisture was going to get cooked out. True, so it, went it from was being just, wet to dry, just. It was just too clean. It was just like, okay, really, like, sis, <laughs> sis. My, my my fried rice gotta look dirty. My fried yeah. rice gotta look like, yo, it went through yeah. a fight. It went through. Okay, tell me this: do you do you wash your chicken in the sink? I wash my chicken. Yes. And then you clean with, the sink. I, yeah, I use it with a uh, people. Use lemon, people do that. Lemon juice to wash my chicken. That makes sense. Yeah. Because most people nowadays be like, oh my god, the sink, it's dirty. I'm like, well, if you bleach well, that first mug, of all, you wash the sink before. <laughs> you wash it. Yeah, and after. You cook, yes. and then you wash Thoroughly. it after. Like, Thoroughly. Wash your hands, too. Yes, and wash your hands. I mean, all that time, I don't know how, you, if you don't wash your hands throughout the whole process. Now, don't like, think that clearing your dishes out the sink is good enough. Like, ooh, like <laughs> don't do that. Bro, I will, I, I will start scrubbing. Right. You get in there yeah. In that compartment You gotta do it <laughs> Like nah I need to In scrub. the crevices I don't want no slime I don't want no debris Get touching my chicken Hell no <laughs> You know what I'm saying So put the chicken In the sink A clean sink It is still okay So for those who feel like So where were people Washing it before In the washing machine Shoot I don't even know I got I a don't know. story for y'all I knew a lady Way back in the day Friend of my mom's And she was talking about The first time she ever cooked chitlins. I feel like this story gonna hurt you. <laughs> it no, looked like it it's hurt. not gonna hurt me. It's gonna. It might hurt the listeners who like chitlins. This lady, oh, I hate chitlins. She's like uh, chitlins are disgusting. Hate it. First she's, of all, no, they're not. I feel like you would say that though. <laughs> I just, I feel like you would eat some chitlins. Like uh, they're good. How? Like what do you? What do you? What do you do to them? What do you do to them? I've never made them before. I've only had them from. Uh, 
people from the South. Like those who lived in Jersey who were raised from the South. I've had them. I've never, my parents never met them. No, I can't. I, I seen my grandma with like, my nana. Why are you still looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I see my nana make make them chillings. Um, mm, just the cleaning never. process. Just the cooking process. Never. The stench that it leaves in your home. I'm not eating intestines. No. <laughs> I'm just I've, not. I've known people, you know, they cook it, they, they, they're cleaning the chitlins. What we eat, Shocky? There's still, still uh, animal, uh, animal boo boo in there. Listen, Shocky. You eat Shocky. You eat <laughs> You don't eat that? Anyhow. <laughs> so you ever had Menudo before? I've had I've had Menudo. I've had Menudo. Oh, so, so, I've had Menudo. Shocky? It's, That's the same thing. I'm a visual it's not person. The same thing. It's not. But it's I'm not. a visual person. So for me, the lining is different, bro. Tripe yeah. is different. Yeah, it That's is different from the intestines, bro. I think it is. You'll eat lining, but you won't eat intestine. Because the intestines still got the you eat, stuff. They in clean it. You eat they don't, bro. Listen, they don't. I listen. I have per- Yes, absolutely. I have never eaten tongue ever. Absolutely. I would not do it. Actually, Langua is delicious. Bomb, especially when cooked properly. Hey, back to the story. So this lady's telling, you know, my mom, oh, I remember she from the South. I remember the first time they had me making chitlins and, you know, I, they, they said, make sure you clean the chitlins. So, you know, I, I, I got out the, the soap and the bleach and I cleaned the chitlins with soap and bleach. And, you know, I, I served them up and folks were sick. And I was wondering, why were they sick? <laughs> Patrice, you, you cooked them with, with, with soap and bleach. And she was like, yeah, I found out afterward that probably wasn't the best <laughs> idea. <laughs> I was wondering why I was saying, yeah, afterwards. After the fact. After the fact. A couple of months after, someone was like, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that, Osa. I was was just in my good music, and I was just washing the chitlins, and I was washing everything, and I realized. So after folks got sick, that's when you realized. I realized. When they first got sick, I was like, huh, they must not like chitlins. Damn. Did they play outside too much? Like what happened? <laughs> you straight cooked it with, you straight cleaned them. <laughs> no. Like legitimately got soap and cleaned it like it was a like you were cleaning. Involuntary manslaughter was about to be put on the table at that point. Oh God, nah, I can't do it. My my mom and my auntie eats it, and they'll slap some hot sauce and ketchup on it, and I still be looking sauce. like there's not enough hot. Sauce there's not in enough the condiments in the world to make me eat All that. Right, yo, what's up with you? Mentioned a condiment that just like I need I need to understand. What's up with the hatred for ketchup? I don't have it. I don't hate ketchup. I just don't like the things that people tend to put ketchup on. Like? What? I, just, I just saw this Burgers. thing. I, I just saw a question. Someone asked it today on my Facebook. Do you put ketchup on your tacos? Ooh, I used to. I used to. And then I came to the light. Don't talk about me. I came I'm to from the light. Jersey. I didn't grow up I around Mexican food. I, got I would help. never put ketchup on tacos. That's I got it. I look. Stop it. I got some help. Get some help. Thank you. <laughs> ketchup on your... I just can't. Britton, do you put ketchup on your tacos? Thank you, Britton. He paused. <laughs> he looked like... What kind of question? <laughs> nah, he's trying to spit He's trying to spit He's like, yeah. oh, he, he, a fellow he did like me. No, welcome. no. Not today. <laughs> Come on. I'll be Come honest, on, though. And I, I, maybe this was a struggle meal. Maybe it's just because I was weird as a kid. So I, I've always loved bread. Always loved yeah. carbs. So I enjoy, you know, I'm the kid. I was the kind of kid in the morning. Wake up, hey, pop bread. open that. Nope, pop open that <laughs> that that country crock. Slap it Listen. on the bread and just. But here was my other guilty pleasure as a kid. Oh, but that's what we used to do with the bread, and then we had the milo. 
Oh, yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm tempted to buy some Milos. Bro. <laughs> I, got, hey, I got the bread. There's a Caribbean store by my house. Yeah. They got the Milo. Yeah. Let me know. Facts. Like, that was a struggle Facts. meal for sure. Yes. Like, you got drink and, and food at the same time. It don't even matter the label. Just drink. Like, you got drink? You got drink. You good. I used to mix Milo with Nesquik. Wow. When you wanted to make it a chocolate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wanted, yeah. yeah. That would hit. But I used to eat bread with ketchup. Oh, that was the lick. So no, that was that was it. That yeah. was the lick. Just br- slather some ketchup on some bread. Yeah. No, I needed to have something on it. Nah, ketchup I, and bread. No, that was you, it for when me. you didn't have nothing. Else. I still do it from time to time just to <laughs> remind when myself. I <laughs> when I didn't have nothing, <laughs> just to remember your why. <laughs> when I didn't have nothing, okay, I would eat just the bread. Now, Listen, now I you know what? I won't say that it's weird. I won't. But sometimes, you know, when I'm like, yo, I need some flavor on this bread, I will look to see what I condiments are available. What condiments can I put on? Like, is there garlic aioli somewhere in this? Fridge? Oh, no. I, mm. I mess with some garlic aioli. Some garlic aioli. <laughs> so I can put you it on the it bread. Sound, you made it sound like you come on. Ketchup, no, 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 no. Ketchup I'm just saying, is... like, I, I get it because sometimes you need to add a good condiment. It's just that for me, it's not ketchup. I'm looking for garlic aioli. And if you don't have garlic aioli, I'm just like, we don't got butter. Did, did y'all ever make? Did y'all ever make the struggle cinnamon sugar French toast? Su- cinnamon sugar. Oh toast. yeah, with the butter and the uh, and the butter and the cinnamon and the, the cinnamon. cinnamon? Yes. You know what I'm saying? My my butter, my the butter that we used to get it a lot is Imperial. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Imperial it's butter. either Imperial or Country Crock. Oh, that Country. Crock. Listen, put some some Imperial. Back then, I messed with white bread a lot. I don't know why I never touched wheat bread. Never, not ever. Always wheat. As wheat I got bread. older. Wheat bread, that's all I eat now. When I got old, uh, when I was younger, the white bread for some reason, that Wonder Bread was like clutch for me. So I won't call you for that because it was yeah. the same way. Yeah. Um, up until like for me, eighth grade, I finally it was potato bread that I loved. Potato bread smacks. But here's the thing. That, that, my mom buys us white bread and nope. she bought she my dad potato bread. That was his bread. You uh, don't yeah. touch the potato you bread. You don't touch my yeah. bread. It was it was his. My dad still got his eggs like every now and then I'll be like, yeah. Oh, daddy, you need bread? Or I take an extra slice. Yeah, just extra slice. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cuz one for you. Technically, two for you, one for me. The only time the bread was touched was to give it to you. So, you the only <laughs> one you may not remember how many slices you had. But <laughs> Right. You know that that one was that's like when you sneak. You know when it's late at night, Absolutely. you're like I want some toast yeah. with a potato bread. Yeah, yeah. You, and Wonder you know bread. you can only have one. If you have two, it becomes noticeable. You're Listen, in trouble. you in trouble. But you, then my mom switched to wheat bread because at that time people were saying how wheat bread was much more healthy yep. and whatnot. Yep. And I was against it at first because yep. you know the wheat bread. Some wheat bread look weird. They got the oats on it. I'm like, what is that? If that's it got the best too many, like, if it got too many no, though, no, no, for no, no, me, no, no. I was like, ooh, it's too chunky. Well, I need when you bite in the bread and you 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 be like. <laughs> when did bread become crunchy when yeah. it's not toasted? I did not like it. So it took me a while, and then it's like, yo, I can't touch white bread. I I can't yeah. have it because it it don't hit. It and don't. the only wheat bread I get, the one that I love the most, is the one with the oats and the seeds in it. Yeah. Because hey, that okay. one is really, if that's what you really like, good. Yeah, that's with Dave's Killer Bread. Dave, you better give me some free for some so you better sponsor us. Dave's Killer Bread. Yo, I was Dave. Dave. Dave's if Killer Bread. Us, I will have a loaf of bread right here, and I'll just be eating it while we're I'm about, I'm about to tell you Dave's story. Dave standing Dave went right here. to prison. Okay, came out. Was like he he, he, he want to find something to do to make bread. Home. And he like he got a passion for Maybe bread. Maybe innovative wow. out in in the yard. 
I don't know this from experience. Not at all. Just, even though, like, even though, right now, you, <laughs> you sound real fresh. Like, <laughs> I don't know this personal experience. I don't know, but, but you I know, know, I know how to make a mean mac and cheese with a cup Yo, of noodles, a say, slice of craft, and uh, the skills that they learn when it comes to cooking. Listen, I learned it can't salami. Be can't be beat. You ever salami watched, and bread? Y'all watch the last OG with T- Tracy Morgan? I'm not a fan of Tracy Morgan. No, 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 no. Go and watch it. Because here's the thing. Wait, I'm not a fan. To go off. He was. <laughs> no, he no, was I, I don't. I, it's just, I don't I'm find not a fan. Funny. I'm not a fan of Tiffany Haddish. And she ain't oh, yeah. She's not But funny. the show is so actually good. So they're both good. in it? And the show's actually good. And you want me good. to watch it when neither is well, funny? that. Listen to me. You <laughs> know me. I don't, I, I don't recommend just anything. You oh know me. I don't recommend just anything. Go watch it. Hey, this is always the first time. And I don't want to have this be your first time. So. Go ahead and watch I'm, the last no, OG. Okay. okay. What show do you watch that you that you secretly watch that nobody knows that you will watch? They like they will catch you watching. I don't know because people. Oh, easy. Got you. Ninety Day Fiance. Mm. I can't watch reality shows. They are so. Boring. You know why I enjoy Ninety Day Fiance? Because every season they got one Nigerian on there <laughs> scamming somebody, and I'm like. How do y'all keep falling for this? How do you keep falling for this? You got they got a cat That's on there. This dude, Michael. Michael claimed he's 31. He look about 40, 45. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. Wait, was he bald? Absolutely. <laughs> they could have done that. Is straight scrape. That is so <laughs> when that happens, that is bad. nine times out of ten, they're already in their 40s. Right. Yeah. So my man's Michael, he met this this 50-something-year-old, 52, 53-year-old woman named Angela. Angela, she a, a whole grandma. And he talking, I love you. I want to come to this stage. I, need, I want to come and be a businessman. I want to meet my hero, <sighs> Donald Trump. He's my hero. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Bruh. I'm looking at this I'm, And Angela Angela is a I mean she a chain smoker She from the south She sound like this Michael I'm not gonna let you run me I'm an American woman She sound just like that I be crying Every single episode When they're on 90 Day Fiance Go, go and watch it Go and watch it You'll, you'll thank me later The best know. one The best ones Is 90 Day the other way Where the Americans Go to the other country To live there Because they can't figure out How to get their I'm mad they just added, They just like We're going to keep the same name Oh bro yeah. Oh no 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 They got like five different, five different You got 90 Day Fiance 90 Day the other way uh, uh, Before the 90 Days uh, 90 Day Strikes days. Back What? Because <laughs> folks okay. be getting Clowned on that show Folks get cla- some of the folks get clowned on that show. So it's it's them reading all the mean tweets and comments from the people from viewers and and having their say about it. There yeah, is uh, hilarious. There's ninety day <laughs> pillow talk where couples who have been on the show previously or people who've been on the show previous TLC I think lifetime. It's, it's definitely it TLC. sounds TL- TLC ish lifetime. So people people who have been on lifetime the show before picks. they have them watching the show. They started this in quarantine. They have them watching. The, the newest episodes of the show and commenting on it. So it was funny to watch alumni who were like, dang, you're really that dumb? Like, for real? Bro, what? That, 90 Day Fiance. That's my I show. Just, just 90 Day Fiance. You're, you, you, you're welcome. I don't know. 90 Day Fiance. Meanwhile, actually, It Man came out too. It Man 4. It I Man finished. 4. Well, finally came to Netflix. I've been waiting yeah. for it to come to Netflix. Man. I'm like halfway through it. I stopped because I had to do you, something. Did you but. feel some type of way watching it? Because it's, it's very, very timely. Yeah. It, it, it. I can't describe it yet. I got to finish it. But I do feel just it's appropriate. Like, it's very, it's interesting. 
And very I'm like, on, very on time. This is uh, eerily, <laughs> eerily appropriate right now. Yeah. Um, I was just mad how they like did the closed captioning. Like it was, it still amazes me how they match up the timing of the words. Like the the timing of the words actually didn't match. The uh, the words that they actually were saying on the screen, what that was on the screen, like the screen would be saying one thing, there'd be like one or two extra words that the voiceover would say. Yeah, but other than that, um, yeah, I came across that movie. It opened up with, of course, the black dude like giving a note <laughs> to the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was just kind of corny, but it was funny at the same time. But uh, have you watched yeah. the other three? Hmm? You watched the other three? I have. Okay, I'm a I huge have. fan of, of kung fu movies. I have. So. No, it was it's it's if, really dope. It's if really that dope. was timely, then it seems like Netflix is just being very timely with all the stuff that they're they trying. They trying. Last chance, you yeah. Watch that new season. I need to watch it. You said very, a lot about it. Very timely to what's going on in the last, and it's crazy because it was made clearly 2018, mm-hmm. 2019. Yeah, very timely. What's at the forefront of society's minds today? You know, mm. in terms of like, hey. The previous seasons, the common trope was yeah, mm-hmm. drug and yeah. gang violence right. mm-hmm. that impacted these young men. Right. This season, I haven't finished it. I'm only halfway through. This season, though, you see just the, the mental effect of parents, of, of families, not mm. just like, oh, they were some raging alcoholic or they abandoned me. No, more so like they were in my life. Yeah. But maybe they push too hard. Yep. Or maybe, you know, they they didn't push enough. And mm-hmm. how that really affects their mental capacity when they're in trying to achieve their dreams of playing D1 college football. Yeah. And I'm, for me, it's like, all right, it's good to not see this, this stereotype of how every, especially every black kid who comes into Juco, man, yeah, you know, they couldn't make it because... Yeah, they were involved mm-hmm. with the streets or whatnot. It's like, right. no, not all. Not yeah, that's not the story. Yeah, that's not the story. That's not what happened. Because that's what the first four seasons all about. Yeah. All of them were related to drugs or gang violence yeah. in some sort of way. This season is like, all right, the only so far drug abuse I've seen is the fact that one of the kid's mom, and he's actually a white a, a white kid, is is like, I don't mean to sound rude, but a crackhead. Rude. Um, <laughs> but then you learn about has the an side addiction of the f- to crack. There it is. <laughs> but there then you learn Thanks, that Elsa. the family he is staying with, his great aunt and his great um, uncle. Yeah. You learn that that side of family has dark secrets because their grandmother is actually the author of the Mist of Avalon. Yeah. Wow. So the new Word. season, one of the boys, his grandmother is the author of the Mist of Avalon, which is one of my favorite. Arthurian like huh. pieces of legend because I wow. love how he, she flipped it. Yeah, she came at it with a. You want to know why she came at it from a feminist point of view? Talk to me Tell because <laughs> they're the grandfather of the family. Yeah, he believed that pedophilia was okay. Got it. Gosh. And so this side, first of all, this side of the family that he's staying with, they're all writers and novelists. Wow, all of them writers and novelists. So the grandfather was a pedophile, and he got caught. And was sent to prison, died in prison before the boy was born. But that's how their family justifies it. They're like, the great aunt on the show will say, we shouldn't measure 
people only by their flaws. We should celebrate the accomplishments despite their flaws. Is this the author aunt that's talking? The great so aunt is the author? This, or is this no, so the grandmother is long past. Go, okay, got The grandmother is the one that wrote got the it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so the great aunt is the one aunt. he's staying with, though. Yeah, yeah, because they, cause the money that the grandmother made, they decided to buy this massive house. Um, up in the bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like knives and out. They have they have people mm. who they have people who live in there, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's mostly members of the writing family. Like their fa- again, most of their family all writers. So they've had family members stay in there and whatnot. Yeah. So they have portraits of people's of writing accomplishments. They have tons of books. Mm. Completely different from a kid who's like, yo, I'm trying to play D one football. There's yeah. opposite sides. No so you relation. find out that that side of the family, like. Overlooks that the that the patriarch of the family was a pedophile. You learn that he abused the boy's mom, and the boy himself says that living here, like I'm grateful. I'm grateful for them providing me a home and mm-hmm. because he had a volatile home situation. But he said living with them made him realize and understand and forgive his mom for how she raised him and his brothers, because. Mm-hmm he realized just what she had to go through and how that affected her parenting skills. And I'm like, yo, the kids this season, they're more mature. Like they understand more. It's more nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just any psychology majors, uh, majors, they would love, this would be a great case study into, into the young men. Yeah. And how family, yeah, impacts them. Not the absence of family, yeah, right? But actual family <laughs> but and the complexities. Well, them are open too now. Like it's there since. That's why I'm every, saying that yeah. is very timely. Yeah, interesting. And Netflix has been dropping some very, very timely. timely shows and it. movies. And I think it, it, along those lines, though, I don't think we talk enough about. And yeah, we we know the the importance of the family structure and what happens when, for example, the the man is not in the home. We don't talk enough about what happens with dysfunctional family structure and how that can impact um, how even if you have a father in the home, maybe he's absent, not present. Ironically, one of the yeah. boys, he his dad is in the home. His dad was former Navy. So you already know. Nope, has here we own. go. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. So, already, <laughs> yeah. so the dad yeah. like disciplined his son. Hard. Yep. But here's the crazy thing. The son said that he him and his dad had an unbreakable bond. And when he had to be punished, even as a young kid, he understood why. Wow. Right. Like, sometimes he was like, all right, you know, he might have hit me a bit too hard or a bit mm-hmm. too much. But he understood that the reason he's getting his punishment is because he did wrong. Again, that's the maturity of these kids. Yeah. yeah. What really set it off was the fact that as he got older, his dad started to do stuff like, oh, apparently he got in trouble with um, a girl at school. So then the next day, the dad made him dress up as a girl. Whoa. For a whole day. And he went to school like that. I'm sorry, as punishment? Yeah, as punishment. So you see, that's where where it started to to switch. And even that the dad would like uh, personally give him bad haircuts and make him go to school. Be like, I'm I'm trying to embarrass you. That's traumatizing. What finally broke the camel's back the, the straw that finally broke the camel's back was his senior year of high school. Mm. He's getting offers from colleges to play football. And this guy, he's undersized. Mm. But he's getting, because he's an athlete. Mm. Like, when you look at him, you're just like, you wouldn't put him in a position, you'd be like, yo, this guy is just a pure athlete. Like, yeah. he can do it. And he shows you, you'll, you'll love, I, I fell in love with the kid immediately. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan. So in first episode, you'll meet him. Okay. 
And so he said that him and his dad got into it. And even the mom, um, because the mom lives in Arkansas, because this this season of uh, Last Chance U was set up in the Bay. Okay. They they would get into it, and as he got older, it would become more physical. Like, yo, they fight each other. Mm -hmm. So the kid, realizing that, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to stay at a friend's house for a week just to cool down. Removes himself from the situation. This is during his football season, his senior year. Uh-oh. The dad then says that he's off the team. He lost all his scholarships. Wait, he was his dad the coach or his no, dad his removed dad was him not from the, the team? The, the dad just removed him from yeah, the just team. just removed him from it. He's been involved with his football um, career because his brother was also his uh, – the dad's brother was also the boys' youth coach. But he did that. All the scholarships he had, gone. Because he never finished his senior season. So he didn't have enough tape. Wow. And then <laughs> the dad was like, you know what? We can't be in the same area together. Wow. You can go live with your mom in Arkansas. From the Bay Area to Arkansas. What? I bought you a ticket. A bus ticket. What? what? The dad admits that he's like, yeah, that was a dick move. I could have bought him a plane ticket. I, 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 when I did he realize that? that. <laughs> I don't know when. Apparently after the, the boy heck? was on the bus. So he took a bus from the Bay Area all the way to Arkansas. Ever since then, not he hates his dad. So then in the second episode, find out that it's been like, maybe he's been back in the Bay for like two years. He doesn't live with his dad. Instead, you'll find out how he lives. He, his, his uncle, and he's cool with other members of his family. His uncle comes is like, yo, your dad, you know, you should talk to your dad. First time in like two, three years that the dad is making an attempt. And you see how it affects him. Mm-hmm. See how it affects him physically and mentally. And I'm like, yo, this is what people overlook. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's one thing to have a parent in the household. It's one Because, you know, the trope of, you know, fathers need to be there for their sons, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But then you got to understand, just being there for your son isn't enough. enough. How do you raise them? I and I love mm-hmm. this season for really cap- capturing these things. I can't imagine doing that to my child. Like, you got to have, you got to allow your kid to pursue their dreams. Even if, it, and I'll say this, even if it may not fit in your makeup of what you see your kid oh, doing. Oh, no, the dad was very supportive of his football career. Always yeah. involved. It's just no. He just you know, it's, it's a show of power. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's what control. that's exactly what it yeah, is. It's power and control. Power. You're like, oh, okay. That's you think control. that you can run away from me and what? Dog? Yeah, hey. I got you. Like that's that's sickening. Like that, that for me, showing power as a father. Like if I'm allowing you to pursue your dreams and do what you do in in the way and that I've been supporting you throughout. Yeah, too supporting to me that that's exercising my power, not putting some clamp on everything that you do and then shipping you. To a whole nother city on a bus, bro. Not to go just stay a with city, your mom. <laughs> but a whole nother part of the of the country. <laughs> it's a whole different culture. Nearly on a coast bus. to coast. I'm on the bus yeah. thinking about this, <laughs> and for that's hours. What it was. It just on his like, time on a bus, he it went from like love, hurt, yo, betrayal to hate. He went through. He went through the stages of grief. Yeah. That's what yeah. he went through. The, on of that course. Entire bus so ride. you know, I'm, I'm, I need to finish up this season, but now oh, I'm like, all right, so man. we're gonna see how this. I, I don't. How this plays. I out. might have to watch this before yeah, I get I'll to Umbrella it. Academy. I'll watch that for sure. Wow. Because the last, the other past two seasons, I wasn't like a fan like that. No, nah. like oh, you'll love another. the coach of this season yeah. compared to Buddy and Brown. I mean, Brown yeah. was just abusive. Buddy, yeah, yeah. he, yeah. he, I didn't mind him, even though he was harsh. Yeah, 
But I didn't mind it. I was like, sometimes you just got to listen to how it said. not No, listen to what, what? it said, not yeah. listen to how yeah. it said. The yeah. what, not the but how. But then when he uh, called them thugs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate that. That's, yeah. When, that's when... It was like, yo, that's the ultimate betrayal to you. Is Buddy a black guy or a white guy? White guy. Oh, yeah. oh all the cultures are yeah, white. They're, yeah, they're they, all white. They've all been white. Okay. That's when he was the big, the big white guy. Yeah. That one. That's uh, first two seasons of Mississippi. Yeah. That's when it really like. Didn't he? End, he didn't he end up getting in trouble for some stuff? No, that was uh, Brown. The next Brown. One, okay. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, the yeah. dude who yeah. grew up in Compton yeah. came out to uh, where were they? I think like Indiana or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And he came out with that that Hitler cloak. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll show you Hitler. Yeah. It's what? Just, that's why Brown is just abusive. Just worst coach out of all three. You know, I, and, and I think about it. When you look at cause what we've talked about thus far, especially talking through Last Chance You, is like these different like pictures of men, of patriarchs, whether yeah. in families, whether it is your football family mm-hmm. or the family family unit. And... Shout out to BJ Sims, posted this. Yes, uh, I think it was yesterday. He's doing an amazing job. Yeah, with, uh, Dream activist School. and Dream School and all of that. And he said this. He said, "Do you actually know what it's like? What it means to be a man? Like, what's your definition of right. what it looks like?" And yeah. there is no. I don't think we have a firm definition, mm-hmm. right? Um, even even in I think the, the church space, like, there's not a firm definition. It changes. Like, yeah, every, it changes every year almost. We, it changes, but I think there's one thing that's constant. And it is a need to affect or influence or, or flex power. Mm-hmm. And so however that's done, whether healthy or unhealthy, we see the results of it. Whether it is the family patriarch who ends up being a pedophile or it is a dad who is in the Navy and ends up flexing on his son like that. Or coaches, you know, using these kids who it is their last chance literally and mm-hmm. you are a, a straight dictator and tyrant towards yeah. them this notion of power and the way it affects uh the male structure and men it is i don't think we have enough healthy conversations around it oh no of course not not at all that's why the, the that and i'm sensitive to being able to be transparent vulnerable as a man yeah when you are in the space of always using your power flexing your authority you're literally like capping off a man Chance, a man's chances to be vulnerable and transparent. This is why you have a lot of men that struggle with their emotions. They struggle with their mental health. They struggle with talking, like just communicating, yeah, communicating because they're yeah. they're just told to keep their head up. They're told to keep everything inside. They're told to work, work, work nine to five. They're told to you know express yourself if you want to express yourself. Go to the gym, like yeah. And I'll be honest, going to the gym, great, do it, but that can't be. You can't use that as an antidote. To express what your spirit needs to release, you know what I mean, or what your heart needs to uh, needs to express. I think there has to be a deeper conversation, a deeper um, sensitivity and empathy to the man, and saying, "Hey, like it's actually okay to express yourself. It's actually okay to share what's on your mind." And I, we still, and I think I said this a while back, like we still don't have that recipe. It feels like to where we allow the man to be sensitive in a healthy space. Like, it's okay to be transparent and share what you're feeling in a healthy space. But instead, I feel like we have people, like on Last Chance, 
got to flex your muscle, flex your power. And so we see that as high schoolers and middle schoolers, we see that. So we think, okay, that is my way to get through life. I got to flex my power. I got to flex my skill. I got to flex everything else. Especially when it coincides with your home life. Yeah, that's true. You're constantly yeah. seeing it. Yeah, yeah. that is it. That's what you reflect. Yeah, that's what you, you're going to reflect it automatically. 24-7. So it makes me ask you guys this because you were starting to talk about it a little bit in terms of discipline for, for mm-hmm. you. Oh, here we but, go. Because you pop up? <laughs> oh, I, know, I know where this is going. Go for it. I know where this is going. Because, all right, see, so you are a father. Yes. You just became a father in January. Yes. And also, you're about to be a father. Oh, we are three February months February to be exact. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want, you know. Yeah. Shout, well, to, was, shout to Vanessa. Oh, yeah, he waited. Right he waited too long. <laughs> he was supposed to come around my birthday, but he, yeah. he took too long. Yeah, so yeah, February. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing is this, for you guys, like, you know, it's one thing to say how I would treat it, but for mm-hmm. you... And you can even speak yeah. more to this because you're experiencing it right now and your own expectation. Yep. Mm-hmm. As as first time fathers, as men, and especially with uh, regards to how we were mm-hmm. raised to, yep. so there's certain yeah. things that we were, yeah. you know, and you might be able to relate to it too. Is as first time fathers, what is your experience and what is your expectation for how you will treat? Your son, your for both of you, your firstborn is your son. Yeah, and how you will treat them in in situations that are, are where discipline comes in. Yeah, how you will treat them when there are those awkward conversations that you need to have about you know just mm-hmm. life stages, puberty, um, mm-hmm. and just in general. Like, how do you plan to to tackle some of those tough, uh, tough conversations that sometimes may be over analyzed mm-hmm. by these parents that by these father figures that we see in the media that we see on these shows. Right. Um, I'll say this two things. Well, number one, whatever I'll just say from my experience before Jaden got into the earth was birthed to the earth. I thought I had a whole blueprint on how I was going <laughs> to handle stuff. <laughs> this was going to be, this is what I'm going to do nervous as hell. Like, and scared as hell, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but this is what I'm going to do. If this happened, this happened, this happened. And I had some people come to me like, yo, like, the truth of the matter is, is that you're going to fail. Like, you're going to fail in some way, shape, or form. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to probably give him the wrong look that he didn't need. Something. Like, it's, it's going to happen, but it's okay. Like, that's, that's the beauty of being a father is that you're not going to get it right all the time. But the fact is that he still is going to love you regardless. Like, that's the foundation. Love is the first thing But worrying about If you're gonna get it right Throw that out the window Number two Was I noticed even in myself um, Well first I noticed when he got here I just threw everything out the window I was like Okay Day one Go (laughs) Here it is But Number two Is realizing that It is essential It's so important To be a listener Before you speak Like even as a father You had Even now Like, he's about to be six months. And I notice in times where he may cry, get frustrated, complain, yell, whatever, I notice myself naturally saying what's wrong instead of telling him stop or telling him, no, don't do that or get away from this or anything corrective first. It's what's wrong or what's happening. And I think a lot of um, fathers, and I'm not, you know, I know veteran is my first year of fatherhood But what I've noticed Rookie season <laughs> You know what I'm saying Rookie season You know so I still got the warm ups on somewhere um, But what I've noticed is A lot of times Fathers 
and just men in general, we have a hard time listening first. It's always speak first or uh, re or be proactive instead of just react in certain in certain times. You have to I'm not search saying, yourself. Yes. I'm not saying react in every situation because sometimes when you react, that's the unhealthy response. Sometimes you just got to be proactive. But in this situation, when it comes to a child, man, like listening to your baby, even if they can't talk, even if they are goo goo gaga and all over the place, they can't talk yet, whatever, they still teething. It's really pretty interesting how well, as a father, like you get to really see this person mature. And it develops your your ability to now listen to him, like his needs, his wants. What is he looking for? What does he need? What is he trying to say with his eyes? And from there, if you allow yourself to like really take that in, instead of feeling like you got to correct first, then it's much easier now in the fu- in the near future to correct because now you understand him. I have an understanding of my child, so therefore now I know where to correct him. I know how to correct him, and instead of just trying to change his whole makeup, like if he likes. Chocolate ice cream I'm not gonna sit here And force vanilla ice cream Down his Like no, no Give him chocolate <laughs> milk too <laughs> Give him chocolate milk Or chocolate shake You know what I'm saying All of it You know what I'm saying Like that's just That's just what it is And I think that's That's the best example I can give as far as Correction Doesn't is Doesn't have to be abuse You know Using your power In that way um, Is abusive I will say that But when you're able to Use your power in love and authority in love, use your authority in love, then that's where that child, when they get older, they can receive that. They accept that. They 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 respond to that. They respond to that type of authority. But let's not be fooled. Like they're not dumb. So they're gonna grow up and be like, hold up, bro. Like, I realize you're talking to me this way. I know it's wrong, but there's nothing I can do about it. And that ensues trauma. That now births out this feeling of Oh, I'm trapped and I don't know how to express myself because people are talking to me every every kind of way. But I don't know how to express that because I get it from my dad or I get it from my mom. And it, it's 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 such a dangerous thing that I feel like I've noticed in myself that you got to make sure you listen first, even as a baby. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. They want to correct. They want to demand, correct, shift everything already. As when they're toddlers And it's like wait like let them Let them be toddlers like let them do them Like if they got their eyes Looking at the sun then let them look at the sun And if they find whoa, Not, not looking into the sun I was say, get, but, At least give them some glasses no, Ray-Bans <laughs> Give them some baby Ray-Bans some sunglasses. Um, But no like when it comes to If they like looking at the sunset for example I'm not going to turn them away and be like Oh don't do this let's do this because that's better Like what if my son actually like sitting on the sitting on the dock of the bay? And, 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 at that point, your son is really like look, seventy years old. Lay back in the spirit, like, listen. <laughs> you know, might as well crank up some Bill Withers soundtrack. But like, it's it's just important to listen to your child. Like, don't don't feel like you got to correct because all of a sudden you know better because now you're in the role of being a parent. Just because you're in the role of being a parent does not mean you know everything. It just doesn't. Sometimes the parent know more than you. Obviously, they know themselves. They know what they like. So um, that's what I've learned, and that's I guess my encouragement to people who are about to be parents or soon to be parents is just be listeners. Whatever you thought you learned, whatever thought you whatever you you thought you knew, 
I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say throw it out the window, but use it in the right time. Low key, yeet that charge. <laughs> 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 uh, Point but, noted. I'm taking all these. Notes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that oh in the truck, My saying, notes <laughs> app is currently empty, but I'm taking you know all them saying? notes. Everything our parents told us, just disregard just, it. Yeah, just like, disregard <laughs> all of it. But use it in its appropriate time. That's what I'm saying. Just use it in its right time. And that don't mean you're not going to be able to use it at the right time. But sometimes what you think is right may not be needed at that moment because maybe they just need love. Maybe they just need a conversation. Maybe that'll stop them from doing it. But you yelling at them, telling them, stop, no, don't, that won't work. You know what I mean? And I think as, and I'll say as, as a black culture, um, we have that bad. Like we definitely have that thing of, Correcting and demanding and power and all this stuff and it's like you gotta love your child like and we have to learn a new way to love. Love does not mean abuse. Love does not mean power. And telling them to do this, do that all the time, um, and and in a very demanding way like that's you're not gonna get far. So yeah, Osan, I give my <laughs> literal two piece and maybe a biscuit. Um. I remember my, I think it was my mom telling me, yeah, it was my mom telling me, kids don't come with a manual. Like, y'all don't come with a manual, so I'm just doing with the best that I can. And I remember even telling me, you know, the day that I had you, it was like a couple weeks after I had you, I called up my mom in tears, and I told her, I'm sorry I didn't understand until now. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, all right, all right, like, I, I hear all that. Why the heck are you raising me the way you're raising me still, right? <laughs> why are I you mean, doing this to yeah, me? Yeah, why? <laughs> and it, it's not—it's not been until the past few years, um, I think, right before I got married, that me and my little brother started having some real conversations about the way we were raised, and just saying not the—not saying I'll never do that to my kids, or I'll never raise my kids like that, or I'm mm. going to raise them the exact opposite, but coming to the realization and mourning the fact that our parents weren't as perfect as maybe we had wanted them to be. And being able to say, man, mom and dad were just broken people. And yeah. they dealt with some real trauma. Yeah. I mean, both my parents immigrants. My dad almost got deported when I was 18 months old. And my mom was told, listen, because you're on a student visa and work probably won't be able to come your way, we're, we're going to take the kid from you after we deport your husband and put him in the system. And he's just going to be a kid in the foster system. Um, dealing with all that my both of my parents coming here especially my mom and not mm -hmm. having anyone to help her raise me or anything like that it's just my dad and he's working two three jobs trying to make things make sense and so they're just trying to do the best that they can but one of the most freeing things for me was a mentor told me recently is him and I were talking about me becoming a father and he said what conversations have you and your wife had around how you guys are going to be better than your parents mm. I was like that's actually a really good question because he said, me and my wife, he said, my wife had a crazy upbringing. He said, my parents were present, but they were a mess. And he said, what we committed to do was to make sure that our grandchildren would see a better version than what we knew growing up. So mm -hmm. he said, we committed to say, these are the things, these are the cycles that end with us. And so that's something that I've committed to myself is looking at the way, like my parents have been married for 33 years, going on 34. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's 34 years, but 
Like y'all don't show no kind of affection. <laughs> if I didn't know Where y'all were married, <laughs> I wouldn't know that y'all were married. Like yeah. I don't want a marriage like that. And I remember some of the hard spaces and even like right now them trying to deal with being empty nesters. Like it's been a hard transition. And I know a lot of that is due to the fact that that gap of uh, you know, my mom giving up her teaching career to be a stay at home mom, um, and investing thirty plus years of thirty years of her life into her kids and not knowing anything else or figuring out what's next. Like I see all of those things and I'm like, dude, I got to make sure that certain cycles end with me and make sure that when my kid comes in, if I have more after that, that the cycle ends with me. And so that when they have kids, their kids can look and say, man, grandpa, like grandpa and grandma, like they're not perfect, but I love them. And they, they, you know, they're doing their thing. Yeah. And it's not a case of when I look at, like, when I think about my kids going to hang out with my parents, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little bit of apprehension because I'm like, I don't, hmm. my stuff is still a little rough between us. It's right. still a little rough because of that assertion of power. Yeah. And that, you know, when you look at a Nigerian family, like that power structure and the absolute respect that you have to have for elders. I can't you know, imagine. It's, it's different. But my dad, for example, started to come around recently. Mom, not so much. Mm-hmm. But I look at those things and I and I think you guys love God. You guys did the best that you could. But there's some things that you guys just don't see in terms of blind spots. Yeah. And those blind spots are cycles that have continued. But those blind spots end with me. And that is my that's my starting pad. That's my launching pad is to know that this is the cycle that ends with me. And we're going to continue on and be better and be greater. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that I hope that, you know, all this from last chance you good job babe look uh, at that look at look at, how we, look at that I've been wanting to I know you've been wanting to unpack it right, you've, you you we unpacked that joint yeah because that was that was, that was the main focus I didn't really I mean the sports matter but yeah, yeah, it's just the different storyline yeah it's a different narrative it was fatherhood yeah like, y'all talk about it man for yeah. it. I still have yet to watch it but it's on the list this is gonna be a great weekend for Watching shows and movies. Netflix is about to get all your time. But it was Man. just like, yeah, you mentioned how It Man 4 was timely. And then, you know, previous episode, we mentioned all the black sitcoms that was coming out. That was timely. Yeah. And then, yo, Last Chance You, this season just seemed everything. And it's crazy because a lot of this, like, there's the timing of the shows in the mm-hmm. movie, that's one thing. But the making of Last Chance You was just two years ago, you know? I think it World was the same thing. Yeah, world was completely different <laughs> given between three years ago and now. Completely different. Yet it still it it still showed the connection. It still showed the strong impact and the relevancy it has today. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's what some people won't capture that when they're watching it. They're gonna focus on like, all right, so which one of them uh made it to the league? Which one of them is in college yeah. now? It's like oh, the process the to get there stuff. is is People don't have no clue of the process of what it likes to get there for a pro athlete. Undrafted, drafted, it don't matter. Because um, these pro athletes, I mean, that's in their minds, this is all they got. And I kind of, I'm starting not to like the phrase, like, you know, this is all I got. No, it's not. You just, this is, you chose this route, but I think this is your safety nest. This is your, uh, your way to not, at times, not deal with, certain trauma, certain things that has happened that have kind of pushed you in this route of sports so heavily. This is why therapy is important. This is why people... Mentors. Mentors, yeah. counselors. Like you you got to be exposed to yeah, other things. So you, you do. Yeah. You do. And it's going to get... 
worse in a sense when it comes to media and paparazzi and cameras and obligations that you're really not ready for. There's so many athletes that I guarantee you they'll tell you, I don't know how to do this, but because I'm obligated to, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. That's another layer of thought process that if you don't handle it well, that could develop another traumatic experience. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's important that people really understand and I guess it ties just mental health. It just goes back to mental health of an athlete specifically. Um, and I dare I say a black athlete as well. Like your mental health has to be taken care of or health, else health, health. you you will go into this the sports game and think that that's just all bliss and flowers. And when you retire or something happens and then everything comes back, rushing back, now you got to deal with it. It's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. So for Real sure, quick, for sure. Just you mentioned the mentor thing is my relationship with woman, my view of woman has been purely shaped by all the sisterly and motherly figures I had in my life growing up. There you go. I, I had a lot of women right. who, who looked out for me and you know, it, it would be, it's, it's not even the, the professional such as the teacher. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like the secretary at the front, at the front office. Yeah. They built a relationship with you at my high school. The, se- the secretary, mm-hmm. her husband was a guidance counselor. He wasn't my guidance counselor. Wow. Her husband was a guidance counselor. Yeah, mm-hmm. She looked out for me for four years of high school. Like this, what, she looked out for me, yeah. Rob, and some others, but she loved me. Like every year she yeah. said, let's go to a school bookstore. Yeah. Get whatever you want. Yeah. Like always yeah. looking out. Like she, my mom would come, to, went to pick me up and see, oh, Mrs. Creek, is Mrs. Creek in here? Yeah. My mom is like, you know, thank you for looking for out for my boy for today. You know, yeah. <laughs> my mom is like, yeah, yeah, she, she, she's your mother at school. She takes yeah, care of all the mother. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah. I'll, I'll only take care of you. Anyway, I don't like, even worry about anything outside of home. Really. Oh, you, <laughs> she needed oh, me. Okay. <laughs> take him, <laughs> please. Thank God. You got it from here, right? Okay. I'll see you at five. Mentors shape a lot. Yes, especially the right ones because your parents will keep you there until. And after school program too. Never turned out. <laughs> Never turned out. <laughs> right. Song, song, song of the weekend. Let's go to the summer playlist. Purple rain. Oh no! Oh God! I was gonna say Juicy J, but hey, whatever. No, 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 And celebrate more Celebrate, yeah, celebrate more ay. Celebrate, yeah, celebrate more ay. Celebrate, yeah, celebrate more ay. Celebrate, yeah, celebrate more Yeah, top in the morning to get from the other side and, Yeah, I've been a hell and back I could've swore I died and, Yeah, dodging depression looking for a message Facing my fears and hoping for a blessing Telling my demons they can get the step and I was lost, no, I was hiding I was so divided Chasing after wind, I couldn't hold to find it Trying to get bigger bags, yeah Trying to get what they had, yeah Should've been holding back, didn't know what I had So let's celebrate, yeah, let's celebrate, yeah, yeah We gon' levitate, there'll be better days, yeah, yeah Let it resonate, throw the stress away, yeah, yeah Don't waste another day, come on baby, let's wake up and celebrate, come on Celebrate, yeah, celebrate, 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 celebrate,
Is the cake for my birthday? Yeah, closing the houses and opening businesses. We went to college and finished it. Did a whole lot with a little bit. Yeah, if we take an L, then we elevate. Don't let your food get cold. Looking at somebody else's. So let's celebrate, yeah, let's celebrate. Yeah, yeah. We gon' levitate. There'll be better days. Yeah, yeah. Let it resonate. Throw the stress away. Yeah, yeah. Don't waste another day. Come on, baby, let's wake up and celebrate. Come on. Music from him yet? I'm not really a fan. I'll be honest. He's, I'm not a fan either. Not yet. He's alright. Not yet. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I can't give. I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna say too much yet because he just signed. He, I say this. Here, here's what I say. I, there's that. When I look at at Reach and what they're doing, I think Reach is in iteration, maybe like four or 5.0 Facts. When you look at it, they still got a, a couple true. of the OGs left. You know, Cray, Tadashi. They had quick turnovers. Like. Trip. They had a quick turnover for a minute. Two years. For a minute. But I think that was also reflective of the paradigm shift as a label that they were going through. As as Lecrae goes, so goes Reach. True. So as I think as Lecrae has steadied out over the past couple of years, you've started to see their lineup steady out. I like the diversity that they're bringing to their lineup, uh, to their roster. So I I, I don't know. High expectations for Lecrae's album? Yes or no? I think it'll be... Which this actually should be, be out. Yeah, this might be Lecrae's final form. Like watching mm-hmm. his evolution, mm-hmm. I think this is his final form. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm thinking this is going to be a very timely album, considering all the things we're going through. Okay. So, yeah, I, Lecrae's never been my favorite lyricist, but I respect what he's done and the doors yeah, that he's opened in the game. That's like fair. you cannot like that's that's undeniable. So we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Restoration uh, should be up by the time of this recording on this lovely Friday. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> good pod, guys. <laughs> <laughs> good pod. <laughs> Way to go, Wayne uh, <laughs> Detail. Right. So, without further ado, thank you guys for watching episode sixteen. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, appreciate you. If you're watching right now on YouTube, we also appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you guys have a safe and healthy weekend. Remember, if you rest in God, you can defeat all the odds. Let me do it. Because I remembered.
And on that note, have a good weekend. I'm your host, Cecil. My boy is Osahan, Abraham. Yo, Britain's in the building. I don't even know where We're I'm out of here. At. You're right. Wow. We're out of here. Wow. Right in this camp, right here. Yeah, Every we other week, here. he's going to remember. You win. Every nah, other That's what know. he does. I don't think so. Let you live. Live to find another day. day.